Hey guys, it's uh, Andy here in another episode of the Mountain Malarkey Podcast with Dave. Hello everybody. How are we doing, Dave? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Got something a little different today. Very different, yeah. So what we've done is we realised that uh, when we do the Tuesday tune-in, over on Facebook, um, which we've been doing during lockdown, we had some comments and requests around, um, you know, not everyone's on Facebook, but people still wanted to hear about the content. There's been some great stuff. We've yeah. talked about bags. We've talked about Battle of the Treks. We've talked about trekking boots, mindset, fitness, loads of stuff. And we thought to ourselves, well, why don't we turn these into podcasts? Because like you said, Dave, they're, they're sitting down listening for an hour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, we've got a couple of, we had a couple of special guests, didn't we? We had a new head of operations over in Nepal. Yep. Uh, Lee Wardle, Ironman triathlete, um, gym owner, and all around nice guy. Um, yeah, and there's there's so much good information and good content there that, and not everybody is on Facebook or yeah can sit there and watch a video for an hour and a bit doing nothing. So yeah, this is a great format. You can do it on the go, put it in your car, listen to it. It's a bit interactive, so you're going to have seen us answer questions and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a little bit different. Um, you know, but if you're listening to this, obviously, yeah. Um, and you have any questions about any of the things you hear, uh, podcast at evertrack.co.uk. Awesome, Dave. Yeah, enjoy the episode, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Yeah. Checking connection. Well, this is weird. This is going to be very different, Dave. <laughs> um, but hey, guys, how we doing on a Tuesday tune-in? Are we live? Let's check if we're live, Dave. Are we live? Um, and also, I, got, I, well, to look at, I know it's weird, right? We um just to, to trial something different today. Um, well, we're, on, we're on Facebook. Uh, oh, here we go. Nice. Um, but we're also uh, live on Instagram today. Yeah. Um. So yeah, if you are on Instagram, do drop your um comments. Um. Although primarily, uh, obviously, we, we the comments will mainly be able to see will be on our Facebook feed as always. Um. But yeah, if you have joined us, um, do let us know. I know. Uh, who we got? We got Marky V, we got Bry, we got Shona. Shona, looking forward to seeing you on the weekend. Um, we've got Jim as well. Jim, hope you had an awesome birthday. I know it feels like a couple of weeks ago, but um, you're blasting off now into the 60s, mate. Enjoy. <laughs> no, but no, um, great to see you on Laura. Um, who else is with us? Yeah, let's, let's, let's uh, give us a comment. And if you might, um, we've got Stuart Taylor, we've got Rachel, we've got uh, uh, Charles D420. <laughs> what a phenomenal sounds time to like be alive. He, sounds like he could be a friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Who else have we got? We've got Sital, we've got Bob, we've got Andrew. Um, it looks like Stuart's on two lives. He's on Instagram and he's on Facebook, mate. How are you doing this? Yeah. Um, but no, great stuff. It's nice to see so many people on. And today we... You know, we, we've talked about this numerous times over the last couple of years, especially, mm. you know, all of us have, haven't we, live with, with vaccinations. and But we wanted to, to concentrate on the vaccinations you need to get into country as well. Now, obviously, you know, COVID aside, there are lots of kind of jabs and, and, and vaccinations that you do need um, for certain countries. And we thought we'd explore that subject. So any questions you've got around that, do comment and, um, you know, we, we can we can get those questions answered for you today. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Sorry, I know it's really different, isn't it? It's really? so weird. <laughs> You've thrown off the chi. I know, I have, I have. But we're going to give it a go anyway. We're going to give it a go. Um, but who else we got? We've got uh, Mark Dutch as well. Hang on. Uh, Lewis Lindsay has said, was, uh, I was sat in Stansted Airport and the guy sitting next to me was reading the Evertrek newsletter. That's always a good sign. That's yeah. always a good sign, Louis. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, great stuff. Well, where should we start? Um, in the arm, usually. 
Um, so is, is that where it goes? There's going to be that. That's the level. Is, is that the level it, we're the, going the, to? The, it's because the cheese all wrong. But no, yeah. So we often talk about you know a lot of the a lot of the big picture stuff. You know, yeah. What does it mean to go on a trip? You know, what's the training like for it? What's the highlight of going to Everest Base Camp or Kilimanjaro? But actually, yeah. when you break it down in the preparation, yeah. there's a lot of nitty gritty stuff that you have to get right. And one of perhaps the most important is the vaccinations that you need for the country. Yes. Um, particularly, you know, and not just vaccinations, but also any specialist medication that you might need as well. Um, I remember how naive I was the first time I ever went to Tanzania and I forgot to take my malaria tablet one day and I thought, ah, does it really matter? I don't think it's in Tanzania. And then when I Googled it, I was like, no, no, it is in Tanzania. Take your tablet, Dave. Yeah, it's really <laughs> bad in Tanzania. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, as uh, Ross Kemp and um, Cheryl, Cheryl Cole. Cheryl Cole? She had, she, had, she had a really bad. Really? Yeah, yeah. She was, um, I think they were both out there doing like a Kilimanjaro oh, trek wow. or something along the lines. Ross Kemp nearly died as well. Jesus. And um, yeah, they, they called it really bad. So, um, malaria. So, yeah, malaria tablets. That's one part of it. <laughs> but also, you know, what other vaccinations do you need? Why are they important? Yes. Um, which ones are, um, are considered sort of absolutely necessary and which ones are optional? Um, and yeah, I, I imagine we'll. we'll chat some other stuff as well won't we? <laughs> i love moaning there jerome is still lying on the kitchen floor to pay in for his chaps on sunday yeah um, um as with anything and, and it depends on where you where you're from where you live um you know in terms of, of travel vaccinations because those vaccinations obviously do um you know do cost money um now we have a, a good connection with um nomad health clinics they do um you know like we obviously get our jabs from them you know they're, they're a partner of ours so um you know be uh, would always good to, to obviously give them a plug but also as well if you are an ever trekker don't forget to go there and, and you do get a free um health consultation a travel consultation if you um if you do do buy your injections or medication through them yeah just to just to put that out there guys um and with with, with jabs then as dave said you know you go into these countries you know you want to make sure you've, you've you've got the right jabs you've got the right medication because obviously you know there are serious stuff out there that, that can cause you issues you know and it's not to put a downer on you know traveling to these places but sometimes you know you have to take you know we, we like to have a laugh we like to have fun but sometimes you gotta take a few things a little bit seriously um obviously the altitude is is a biggie but also as well it's, it's your vaccinations and your jabs yeah so most most of us from the uk um you know do have certain amount of jabs that you would have had you know growing up uh, as kids you know you have those ones every you have the one where you have like 10-year boosters. You know, you got your your tetanus, your diphtheria, your typhoid, and one of the hepatitis. I looked at? Hep A. There we go. I had to look behind me then. <laughs> so if, I, if I kind of just... There you go. See, I could have helped you there, but... HEPA. HEPA, yeah. <laughs> you can see I did the writing today. You probably won't be able to read it. Um, but yeah, um, so yeah, with they're, they're the kind of main ones that you do get. Um, some, depending on, on how old you are, also had cholera as well um, in terms of, you know, the, the regular ones um but if not you can obviously get them through a health clinic um like uh, nomads and also as well just to say you don't have to go to nomads you can go to your gp it depends on your gp um some of them charge some of them don't yeah but always you can go to a, a specialist like nomad health clinics or other health clinics yeah i tend to and get a, you done yeah i tend to go to nomad a lot just because of the convenience of it yeah once or twice um in fact the first time i ever went to ever so i'm a pincushion i'll take any jab in the arm just to make sure that i'm covered yeah, and really. yeah thank you and uh, <laughs> i i wanted the the rabies vaccination which i had to pay for through the gp yeah um but it was the it's due to the time scale of them booking it in because they don't always have these vaccinations in stock yeah where when you book in with nomad although you do have to pay 
um, you do get a little bit of discount if you book in through, well, you mentioned Evertrack and you're with us. Yeah. It does help. But also it can be done on your schedule. Um, so it is one of them that I, I do tend to go there. Also, they keep a handy little record of everything that you've had and when. Um, so, you know, I can go there and, well, I've had everything. I was going to say, Dave, when we go there, you're asking, is there anything I can actually have today? Because... Yeah, yeah. Well, one time, yeah, I've had, I'm fully, I'm fully up to speed on rabies. It's not like you haven't had enough needles, Dave. Oh uh, yeah, no. But these, <laughs> do you know what it is? Though? Like, I, I really don't like really? the injections. But you, you still go for them. Yeah, like the Japanese encephalitis, the yeah. meningitis one. I have two of them, yeah. Obviously, all the rabies. All the rabies, yeah. All that's, the hepatitis. That's three jabs. Every single hey, hep. One thing, and you're, you're safe. Relatively, yeah. I mean, um, it didn't it didn't stop me getting um, heat exhaustion on Tupac. <laughs> So uh, I, haven't had, anything. <laughs> I, I haven't had the heat exhaustion jab yet to protect against that. But um, actually, we've mentioned rabies a couple of times, and that's yeah, an interesting yeah, one because one. we should yeah. talk about it because it is considered an it's like an optional extra. Yeah, you can have it. You don't need to have it. It's not a requirement to go to these places. Yeah. And actually, this is like a little bit of a case study <laughs> in the two different types of people because I'm fully vaccinated for rabies. Mm. You're not. No, I think I've had I've just had the one. Which doesn't really do much, um, to be honest. I had the one just because I was at Nomad Health Clinics. I think historically, um, you know, it, it depends what sort of person you are, you know. And, and I've always, you know, especially traveling wise, I've probably taken, um, uh, you know, maybe some risks that um, some people don't take. But, you know, it's, 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 it depends on, on who you are. And yeah. I think now knowing the, the circumstances and there's places I've traveled to, I think it, it goes to say Dave is like a massive, massive animal lover there's mm. not a dog that you don't pet wherever you are no even which, the ones which, which that are filming to... at the mouth i'm going to give them a little <laughs> ruffle but um no yeah. i mean i do try and yeah it, it's one of them where i don't take unnecessary risks but you know i will see a cat and i'll give them a little pet and if i see a dog i'll give them a little pet exactly i've yeah, yeah. a few yaks in my time um they're less receptive but i think yeah. um and i just read i do you know what it was it was before i ever went to Everest space camp and i was reading a story about someone traveling in I think it was Thailand, right? But I could be wrong. Um, and they were feeding a little cat, and the cat just scratched their oh, arm. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think it was an American girl who then didn't think anything of it. Thought that it had to be a bite. Thought that it was mainly dogs or bats or whatever. Yeah. Went back home, and and obviously with you know rabies, once you develop symptoms, it's like it's too late. Yeah. Um, you know, you need to be be treated, and that's it. You got to you got to catch it. Early, yeah. Right? And yeah, yeah. also, the one big thing is that. So if you have the jabs, even if you have all three vaccinations and you get bit by a dog and you suspect rabies, you still have to go to the hospital. You still have to get the rabies yeah. treatment. But what the vaccinations do is they just buy you a lot more time. Um, essentially, after the third one, you should be safe, but you still have to go through it all. If you've only had two, you're a little bit protected. If you've only had one, um, <laughs> then, then, then you probably need to get back. Um, yeah. But it is, we we always say it, it's down to your comfort level, isn't it? Exactly. Um, what, whilst I, uh, I know we're, we're chatting about rabies here, but Jody is on the comments for the first half. And then Vicky um, um, is on the second half of the, the comments. So, yeah, if you do see uh, Evertrek type in uh, at the moment, it's Jody. So she'll be um, putting our, your questions, sending them to us. Look at this bit. I've got the iPad with questions today. Um, just so we don't miss your questions. So, yeah, if you do comment questions, we have got them. Yeah, We'll come on to them in a wee bit. But, yeah, everyone say hello to Jody or the running Yeti. Um, and then you'll be able to meet Vicky, who's the dancing Yeti. Um, yeah, the dancing Yeti. She's the dancing Yeti. I know. And everyone gets to choose their own name. So, yeah, if you ever come down to Evertrack HQ, I'm sure that um, uh, uh, Vicky and Jody will both run and dance for you. 
Um, <laughs> and we might be able to get them on. Well, we're hoping to over the next couple of weeks to actually yeah. get them onto the live themselves. So you can meet them and you can see yeah. two new Yetis. We've done it before. You know, we've got them on. Ask them yeah. some questions to get to know them personally. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I think that... Um, <laughs> So I was just reading Gab. <laughs> I was just reading that. Do vaccinations... Oh, it's lost it. Where did it go? There he is. Do vaccinations stop animals from turning into yetis if they bite you? It's a good question, Gab. Um, <laughs> it is a good question. Um, I think if a yeti gets you, mate, that's that's it. It's game over. Yeah, so if Sorry. a yeti bites you, that's it. You're that's doomed. It. There's no that's vaccinations there, no unfortunately. cure for that. Only the police. Couldn't <laughs> <laughs> stop. Couldn't stop that from happening. Wow. <laughs> Um, brilliant but no no going back to rabies and you know it is wherever you go like especially in asia especially um you know southeast asia it is quite prevalent you know you can get it's very unlucky i think if you're thinking about the let's use nepal as an example um i know a lot of evertrackers go there and, and and the same with going to tanzania um you know so a large percentage of our customers go to to both and you know it's not necessarily just the dogs you know you, like dave said earlier about the story with cats but also as well, especially in Nepal, you've got monkeys. Monkeys can sometimes carry it. Yeah. So, yeah, you do have to be a little bit cautious. Um, there's me saying that who doesn't have rabies jabs, but have been to Nepal, and you, you know, um, almost 10 times. Um, and you only foam at the mouth a little bit now. You've got <laughs> the worst of it. I know. I, I shouldn't laugh about it. I, I, I promise you, I, I am going to get them done um, before my next journey out there. That's for sure. But you are fully up to date on all the mandatory ones. All the others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. You haven't Maybe. checked in a while, have you? No, no, no. <laughs> I am. I'm fine. I'm see, fine. I've had them all. Yellow fever, everything. Yeah. 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 See, I don't think... I'm, I'm not vaccinated. Am I yellow fever? I don't know. Um, ja Japanese encephalitis, yeah, even yes, though that's not strictly necessary. I think you only need that if you go into the <laughs> lowlands of Nepal. Yeah, um, which I've also been. But you don't need... Essentially, there's, there's loads of optional ones. Um, Japanese encephalitis is a very rare um, disease that, you know, is in uh, Asia um you know that like if you for instance if you go on to the nhs website and then to the specific country it'll give you a rundown of specifically what you need um but that always pops up it's not something i've ever had in terms of the vaccinations i've not known many cases of it but it's not a good one if you do catch it and it, uh, you know it, it is around asia it's just good to be aware of it it's just another one that you can have if you do want that peace of mind yeah um so do do sort of bear that in mind and yeah, it's, it's one of those. There are other optional ones. You've got Hep B as well is another one. Um, because hepatitis is kind of, you know, blood or waterborne disease. You know, if you are regular travelers, they are you are advised to get those just in case. Yeah. You know, and even though you go through purified water that you do have on a trek, you know, it, again, it's good to to have that to kind of cover, cover your back, really. Yeah. You know? I mean, I... Yeah, and I think yellow fever we touched on briefly. Yes, mainly for Tanzania, but it's only it depends on where you're coming, where you're coming from. You're from, coming from. If yeah. you're coming direct from the UK, or not so much direct, but say that when we go, we go with Qatar, yeah. so we pass through the Middle East, which is uh, Qatar. Um, we don't need it, but if you're coming yeah. through other parts, I think if you come in like Kenya, if, yeah, I think Kenya. if you come in from Kenya, but it's worth checking um if you are coming through some of those sometimes you can get a waiver sometimes you need to be vaccinated it's worth checking but it's only really relevant if you are doing a bit of a roundabout travel into tanzania um what's interesting as well is when you arrive in tanzania there's big warning signs about ebola but um, no vaccine for that unfortunately no but um yeah I'm, i just i just saw charlotte rangers when you're frightening people so i thought i'd just drop ebola in there whilst i'm at it <laughs> no charlotte yeah i mean um when, when it comes to to all of this, yeah, we we, do, we certainly don't want to um, 
scare anyone but we also have to be open and honest about the places you go and now this is part of adventure travel it's why it's different to go to disneyland and things like that you know these are sometimes you go to these places there are some dangers um yeah you know where you go to them and we want we'd rather be open and honest with you than, than hide it and something happens you know um but yeah with vaccines vaccinations it is you know it is important um to get right and i think one of the big things as well is that you know we know a lot of people's trips are upcoming now you're obviously in uh, we're coming up to almost july which is nuts this year has absolutely flown by but you've got a lot of people going to killing got a lot of people going to um nepal in the um uh, in the autumn for the trekking season obviously got a lot of people going to south america as well to do some yeah. treks out there so it's good to get them way in advance because some of the injections especially rabies you need to leave a gap between each injection and yeah. rabies is actually three injections so you've got to put a bit of time aside to and i say same with hepatitis it's not just one i believe it's two so you've got to kind of leave that time so do it in plenty of notice before you go on your trips um yeah you know like anything three to six months is probably a good time would you say yeah i mean it's a good it's a good idea anyway to like to go to these travel clinics like nomad yeah. because they do offer their when you because when you go to your gp fantastic though they are yeah they're not necessarily travel doctors um the only way they would have gained that experience is if they had traveled themselves yeah um where when you go to nomad um they are you know most of the times specialist practitioners they're about yeah. travel medicine they have a real good knowledge particularly with things like diamox you know i've been to a gp and i've asked about diamox before yeah. those of you that don't know what diamox is it's a it's a drug that was designed for epilepsy and glaucoma a long long time ago but the same mechanism helps you acclimatize to altitude yeah um there is a blog about diamox which i wrote and i explained a little bit how it worked maybe jody can post it in here but when I asked my GP about it, they were like, why do you need Dymox? And I was like, yeah. oh, because I'm going to altitude. And they were like, sorry, what? You know, exactly. and, and, exactly, and, yeah. and he was reluctant to prescribe it to me. When you go to the travel clinic and you say, yeah, I need Dymox. They're like, oh, okay, great. Where are you going? Okay, here. And they also tell you a little bit about it. And it's yeah. where I learned a lot of um, what I know about it. Um, yeah. And it just, it, you know, it helps, doesn't it? Yeah, Dymox is a good one. I mean, because essentially I know it's a bit more med medication than, than, than vaccinations, but you know, if we, if we are moving on to vaccinate, um, to, sorry, to medication, it is something that a lot of ever trackers do choose to use. And when it, when it comes to altitude, you know, I think we've done, um, you know, we have done the Tuesday choosing all on Diamox, um, you know, which is especially using high altitude medication. It it can suppress the the onset of um, symptoms of altitude sickness, um, which sounds a bit nuts, doesn't it? Because you think, well, I want to sort this out rather than um, rather than hide them which used to be my personal opinion back in the very early days of going to altitude, but actually over time and seeing how much you can transform people's trips used almost um, as a reactively rather than proactively um, is, is from experience helps people like, yeah. you know, we've had, we've had friends, family members, you know, loads of ever trackers who have used it. David used it yourself. Mm -hmm. who were, maybe you're not quite feeling right there. And it, it, it's a game changer, isn't it? It can change your trip from being a, a mediocre one, or you know, essentially have to cancel that trip to actually succeed it. Yeah, no, it made it made a big difference. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I'd, I've always had it, but I've never used it on in the Everest and Nepal trips. Yeah, but for some reason, um, when I went to Kilimanjaro, I could just tell I wasn't firing on all cylinders. And although not, I don't know if I'd call it altitude sickness. Um, I thought that you know, I would try the Diamox to see if that alleviated some of my symptoms, and yeah. and it did. Um, and I was able to carry on and reach the summit and be successful on that mountain. And 
you know, could I have done it without the Dymox? I don't know. Yeah. But that's the whole point. I didn't yeah. know. And I didn't want to wait until it was too late. And in my view, you know, there are some purists who, when they're trekking, yeah. climbers use it all the time. It's, it's not even a question. But some trekkers, when they use it, they, they don't, they want to, they're reluctant to do it. And they think, I don't know if I want to do it. I don't know. I want to do it on my own. And my father was one of them. When we first yeah, went to base he camp, he, he went on Dymox, was it about five days in? Uh, on a second trip. The first on one, trip, he yeah, didn't yeah. want to do it. Ah, right. And, you know, stopped short of base camp. Second one, he did, he, he started um, pretty much from Lukla, yeah. half a pill in the morning, half a pill in the evening. And, um, yeah, made it. And, I, nice. you know, it turned people around. One other medication I think we should talk about, which I kind of falls into the vaccination stuff, is the malaria. The malaria, yeah, mate, go for it. Yeah, start. I, th I think with... With malaria, especially uh, more prominent in um, in Africa um, than Asia, there's certain parts of, of, of Asia that um, they do recommend it. I think if you go into any jungle regions, um, the, you know, if, if you look at, again, at the, um, the Fit for Travel website, the NHS website, it does give a little bit of info around that. Um, and when it comes to Tanzania, you do need malaria tablets um, yeah. for that trip. So do, again, go and uh, chat to a travel specialist to... To see what medication you have especially um if you're a lady and you're on the pill for instance there are certain um uh, you know if you're on certain medication already yeah there are certain ones that aren't very good or they don't work as well or they might not they might make the pill not work so yeah just just to let you know um you know definitely have a chat with um you know your gp first if you want or if you want to chat with um oh i see some some comments on I, I, i'm gonna i'm gonna concentrate on the instagram <laughs> next because i don't want to miss you? these guys okay no worries um, so yeah, if you've got, um, do have a chat with your GP or the travel um, health specialist. They will advise on what you need. Yeah, I mean, there's ones like doxycycline we've used. I use that. Malarome. I've used that one. Um, which is is, is, a, is a fun one, that's for sure. I used to have crazy dreams on that. Um, but yeah, just some that some you have to take for longer. So for instance, uh, I think it's doxycycline. You take it, I think, uh, almost a week or two weeks before you go, all the way, and then a week or two afterwards, right? Yeah, I can't remember if it was a week or two weeks before you travel. Yeah. I think it was it's a week like, before like you a go. Month, though, wasn't it? Yeah, a week before you go for yeah. the whole period you're there, and then a month after you come back. Mm. Um, I only took that one because I, I don't know. I just seemed like it was an antibiotic, so I yeah. thought maybe that will kill two birds with one stone. But actually, I don't want to be on an antibiotic unnecessarily, yeah. and not for that length of time. So the second time. <clears throat> I went to Tanzania, I took Malarone, which was one pill a day. Um, I find, yeah, it is best to take it in the morning because if you take it at the night, you do have some crazy dreams. Not nightmares, they're not unpleasant, but it's yeah, just yeah. you don't have a rest, you don't have a restful sleep. Um, but yeah, and, and, and it's perfectly safe. I, th I think definitely talk to the travel clinics about that because there is a couple of different options that might not be suitable for some people. Um, for instance, there is one, um, Larium, which is an older one that they yeah. use. But I think that has, um, yeah, some pretty negative stuff. Yeah. What I want to do, and I want to grab a couple of questions from Instagram right, so we don't yeah, miss yeah. them. Okay. One of them is from Nepal Mountain Kingdom. I believe you're a guide. Awesome to have a guide on you. Yeah, definitely. Um, he said there's lots of ups and downs. Trekkers have to climb lots of stairs in Nepal. That's certainly true. Uh, most of my clients. Climb stairs? <laughs> <laughs> most of my clients got knee problems. Might be a ligament sprain. I know something about that. How would you handle with that? Um, so honestly, my friend, I think the the best thing to do for any type of client that's doing any type of trek with a with a knee injury or a ligament injury is one figure out exactly what the limitations of that injury are before they go yeah so you know you want to do some long hikes you want to see how many hours you can do on it before it starts to swell 
And then it's all about managing swelling and, in, and, in, and inflammation. So make sure that you have a knee support on, make sure that they take things like ibuprofen, anti-inflammatories, and make sure that when they're not trekking, when they finish the day, that it's elevated and rested, ready for the next day. Um, and also poles for going downhill helps a big a lot as well. Nice. Um, um, yeah, Vicky's copying over the questions. Oh, excuse me. Jeez, bit of gas. Um, copying over the, the questions from Insta. So that's, that's good. Cheers for doing that, Vicky. Um, but yeah, so with, with malaria, just to, just to cover off the tablet side of it, um, yeah, do make sure you do um, have a chat with your uh, health specialist. Very important. Um, yeah, with the, the questions in, I just want to tackle a couple from um, our trusty Facebook people. So I'm trying to find our questions now because there were some imp quite important ones around a poll, I think. Where is it? Um, yeah, I think Georgie. And, uh, hey, Georgie, how are you doing? Uh, just asked around uh, vaccines essential for Nepal. Um, I presume you obviously talked about vaccinations. Definitely, I think Shona has actually put some links on here, uh, fitfortravel.nhs. Definitely have a look on there, the specifics. The ones we covered off already, if, if you did them, you, you're going to be okay. Um, but obviously with us, this isn't kind of medical advice because we do recommend that anyone getting vaccinations do check the um, specific information. Um, this is just our experience, really, in terms of you know what we recommend you use um, and go for. Um, and then Sophie as well. Hey, Sophie, how are you doing? Um, K2 next, my friend. <laughs> uh, do we need yellow fever for Tanzania? Another good question. Um, as Dave mentioned there, depends on where you're coming from or which country you're traveling through, depending on if you need it, um, because um, you don't necessarily need it. You used to. I think uh, when I first went there in 2008 to Tanzania, you had to have the yellow fever. You had to have a yellow fever passport before getting in the country. Um, now it's not that. You, you could you could arrive in Tanzania and you don't need to have yellow fever. Um, so I've got it. But you do if you go through certain countries that have a risk of yellow fever. So, again, I, 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 I hate referring to other places, but, you know, we don't want to get this wrong for you guys because it's really important. Do check the specific information from the countries you're flying through and just check that you need it on the um, the, the, the website. And on the NHS, they're pretty good, you know, with all the, the vaccinations and what you need and where you go. Yeah. Um, I definitely point you in that direction of the, the, the Fit for Travel website. Awesome. It's a really good website. There's lots of useful info on there. Awesome. We've got a question here from Catherine Jones. Um, yeah. She was literally going to message about jabs. Oh, nice. um, malaria, do you have to take them tablets prior to going? Yeah. You used to have to do two weeks before, then two weeks after. Not sure this is still the case. So, yeah, that's probably the doxycycline. Yeah. With the malarone, I think it's three days before you go and then for a week after you come back. Yeah. Um, but when you get given that, you will get given clear instructions. And it's really important to take them. One other thing that I wasn't in any of our groups but i heard mention of it yeah. that there are no mosquitoes the higher you go in kilimanjaro there definitely are some i know for a fact because i saw them i yeah. got bit by one at big tree the first camp but also it's important to keep that level of resistance in your body so when you're on the mountain and you're on and you're really high up keep taking them even though you're not getting bit because you'll still need it um still in your system when you come down um also wanted to know about typhoid va typhoid vaccine there's currently a shortage yeah so it might be good to start looking now to see who has this yeah it's a good um, point cheers catherine yeah it's a good point actually and um one thing i did just spot as well i think it was um shona that said yeah. that um the nhs in scotland is not providing travel vaccinations anymore so um, travel specialist it is yeah travel specialist it yeah, is yeah for the for, for our scottish friends i think this is what i meant earlier about depending on where you're where you're living and what you know i know that the wales and english um 
you know, uh, in terms of money and, and paying for your vaccinations is different. Um, we do get some quite a lot free in, in Wales. Um, so you can come across the border if you want. <laughs> um, but no, so depending on where you are, depending on what your, your GP allows. But yeah, it's a good point. And especially if um, you're in Scotland, which we're coming there on Thursday. Can't wait to see you guys um, for the great Glencoe Challenge for our third time, Dave. Can't wait for well, that. Second time. Second time for you. So I made another little one there just to <laughs> take the knife out there. Yeah, so. no, uh, actually, I was I was base camp you support. Were, you you I was were there. injured, mate. You can't get around. Yeah, well, well, yeah. I, Any excuse. Went, it was honestly. funny. I was in a year uh, ACL replacement. Can't yeah, <laughs> I know. I still don't know where it is. But um, no, a year ago today, I couldn't walk. That's mad. I was on crutches a year ago today, mate. That's perspective for you, isn't it? I know. Look how far you've come. I know. You wouldn't know it when you hear my knee. It's like <laughs> it's like it's like it's got bubble wrap inside. Yeah. It. Um, Deb Badgery says, uh, I recently purchased a water bladder. Oh, it's a kick question. Nice. Um, I recently Dave, purchased favorite. A, a water bladder and now I wouldn't go back to a bottle. I definitely drink more water as a result. At home, yeah. I wash it out with washing up liquid and then pop it in the freezer. In the freezer. What's your recommendations while trekking to EBC, please? Honestly, um, I've never washed mine out with anything other than water, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and then I just dry it and I make sure that it's dry. And I've never put it in the freezer. Um, so Deb, you might have, um, you might be helping might me. Have found something that might be, is that an interesting way to keep it sort of like mold free? Do you think in the freezer? Potentially, that might be it. As long as mold it doesn't crack, because uh, with water, you know, probably as long as it's sealed unit. Yeah, I suppose that would work, right? You One know, time, yeah, I tr I filled my bladder up with water because it was really bad, and then I put like a couple of chlorine tablets in there thinking that would clean it, but it yeah. made the bladder unusable. It was like sucking a swimming pool through the straw. <laughs> um, but oh, no, um, yeah, I 100% recommend water bladders. I do bring a bottle yeah. always um, because we've got water filter bottles. Andy, there's about 20 cups here, but no one. I know, water. I know. Um, uh, they're, they're, they're behind the wall. <laughs> yeah, so we use um, water filters. They're really yeah. handy to have when you're in the lodges and things like that Yeah, for brushing your teeth, for drinking. Um, but yeah, on the trek itself, 100% water bladder makes it so much easier. Yeah, nice. Kevin. Hey, it's Kevin Beavis. Kev, how you doing? Uh, thanks for dropping us a message. When was it? Yesterday? I, I, was, I was away the weekend, but great to hear from you. Freezer gets the silicon taste away. Interesting. We'll have to try that, you know. Obviously, I haven't heard of that before. Is that Rachel Horton there? Is, is Rachel is our competition winner from last week? Is she on? I've just seen she's popped up. She's tuned back in. I know, finally. And the winner is, I'm oh, sorry, it's not one today, is it? Uh, I think we've got Anuj as well on here. Um, yeah, the main man himself over in Nepal. So namaste, Anuj. Yeah, namaste, um, guys. It's interesting, just just people's comments now on the back of the um, that question. Because quite interested around freezing it. Yeah, it's, I'd like well, to give that a go, you know. Shona, um, I she knows we, everything. We should start like a little like section <laughs> called like, you know, Shona's Corner or Shona something. Shona says. Yeah, yeah Shona <laughs> says. That's what we're going to start to do. Shona says. Because um, <laughs> honestly, though, it's really good having Shona and lots of other people because they make, they make sure that I have to keep that knowledge level there <laughs> because the, my, my biggest fear, and I'm sure it's happened three or four times since I've said something, and they're like, well, actually, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, really good point there that freezing it stops the plastic taste, yeah. but also Shona's saying freezer stops any bacteria and mold growth in there as Get well. Get rid of the horrible taste. Um, do you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give that a go. Ready for this weekend. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk that a few for this weekend. Nice. Because we've got the small rucksacks. We've got the small ones, yeah. Ready? Yeah. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> Jerome, late to the party. Have I won yet? Jerome. Jerome's late to the party. Jerome, you, have, on a you have won at life. We made him hall monitor. We did. We did make he's, him he's, hall monitor. Sorry, that that's a direct violation of his duties. I'm Is sorry, it? Jerome, but you are now relieved of hall monitor duties. Do you think he's gone back down to chief uh, stone carrier? I think so, yeah. Okay. 
I mean, if he's not here on time, how can he monitor the holes? Anyway, <laughs> um, also, yeah, it's really cool to see people on Instagram as well. I'm really enjoying the uh, the gram. So we've got, what was it, Charlotte, Janny, Rachel. Yeah, we've got Rachel, a Obviously, Facebook is where we're primarily at. But we wanted to, um, we've had some comments, just basically people are on Insta, not on Facebook, so we thought we'd throw it out there. Yeah. It's, not as, it's not as quite... Um, uh, the, the setup is a little bit different. So, yeah, if you join it, it's a bit rough and ready on Insta. I, I don't like but this angle, Instagram. like, looking up at us. <laughs> you know, like, this is all right because it's looking down. It's, like, more flattering than this yeah. looking up. But we'll we'll work on that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, Stuart, totally off topic, guys. The team I was doing the Great Glencoe Challenge was bailed, so I'm heading up to Scotland on Thursday from Essex. Um, yeah, we'd love to join. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're out, mate. We'll be there. Um, you'll see us around. Um, we might be um, the slower side of the um, the 12 hours, but no, no, we'll... Uh, We'll be there. Um, yeah, we're looking forward to, to seeing. Um, we, we always bump into Evertrackers on the Great Glencoe Challenge because yeah. we get a lot of Evertrackers in Scotland, although from Essex as well because you're travelling all the way up. That's a journey. Um, but yeah, I'm sure we'll, we'll see you there, Stuart. Well, um, look, look out for the van. Look out for the van. The truck. Taking the truck. The truck. The truck the sorry, truck. the Evertruck. Look out for the Evertruck. You'll see Evertruck flying around um, um, on the weekend. We've got a question from Di Fizbach. Hey, hey um, uh, that's Diane, by the way, but her name is <laughs> it's Di Fizbach. Did she agree with that? They, no. You just, okay. Sorry, yeah, Diane. We'll, you know, I've never asked permission before. <laughs> um, just in the process of booking uh, some with the GP and decided, yeah. uh, deciding which I need through a travel clinic, my GP yeah. surgery suggested master clinics are they any good honestly uh okay. diane i've not heard of them myself but i'm sure if they've been recommended by yeah. a gp that they're going to be really good honestly um we've hooked up with nomad clinics um you know we like the way they do their yeah. stuff and we, we get we work with them really well but you know by all means you're free to go wherever you want to because i do think that you know if you get vaccinated you get vaccinated right you know that's yeah. it as long as as long as the stuff in the needle is the right stuff then the service you're getting is is exactly, yeah, exactly what you need exactly and and, and i know diana I you post another question this back sorry diane <laughs> dave can call you that um but yeah you mentioned around travel clinics you know i've just just read your question here the cynic in me wonders if a travel clinic um uh, would be more likely to press you for the optional ones um just obviously regarding the cost you know i the same thought went through my mind the first time, um, you know, they're going to push their optional ones because obviously they're, you know, in any business, in anything at all, they want to obviously sell more. But, you know, I think it's part of the game. You know, it is for them. Ultimately, they're, they're, they're telling you what's available and then giving you an informed choice then for you to go, do I actually need this or do, don't I? You know, and, and then it's down to you then whether you go for it or not. Um, yeah, certainly it's. Uh, you know, it's an optional thing, isn't it, with, the, with these optional ones? But, you know, with, with the cost implications, yeah, definitely find if it's right for you. Um, it's typical because it, it is a good cross-section because when I go there with Dave, Dave has some that I don't because I make a decision for me knowing that, okay, there's the cost, there's mm. the risks, and I'm like, cool, mm. I'm good. Um, Dave's like, jab me! <laughs> well, the way I look at it, my, my view is that I'm, it's peace of mind, and I'm there. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm gonna feel rough the next day, no day anyway. So yeah. just, just stick it in. Um <laughs> Rebecca, um butterflies and bees. Butterflies and bees. How I, you doing, Rebecca? I, I would like to pronounce it properly, but I, I can't pronounce the bee. You'd be bit. fine. Ar Ar four bees. beers if you tried yeah. that, mate. I know Papillon. Papillon? Papillon? Papillon. Papillon. I don't know what the bees bit is. Like. I did German or French. Did you? Yeah. I struggle with my French. So, do you think I should get Japanese encephalitis jab for EBC as I've been considering it? Uh I 
this is one where I'm saying uh, I'm not going to offer you any official advice. I'm going to tell you what <laughs> I have read, which is that it's not a great risk for people um, yeah. who are trekking in Nepal and going to high altitude. It's mainly in the lower areas of the country, particularly yeah. the more rural ones where there are lots more mosquitoes and things like that. Yeah. Um, I've not had it, but um, now you know that. I highly recommend once again the advice. <laughs> our, our default is always going to be speak to a professional, yeah, get yeah. their opinion. Don't make a decision based on what Dave told you um, in case you get <laughs> Japanese encephalitis and um, I'll feel bad. Good one. Uh, Mona is asking dialogues from Aktubkal. Only briefly there. Mona, to be honest, I I don't think you'll need it. Um, although you, you you get to 4,100 meters, you're not there that long. Okay, on the eight-day trek, you might um, – are you on the weekend or the eight-day trek? Just just remind me. There might be more of a risk. Um, so if you do want to take some with you, maybe take some with you. But I, to be honest, because the, the altitude, I, I wouldn't think you're going to struggle there. Um, you know, But as with anything, if you do have them and then you need them, they're good to have. Yeah. But if you're on the weekender, I think you're up and down so quickly. Um, you know, Okay, you're on the eight-day. So, yeah, even you – know, just look at the altitude profile. I think you'll be fine because you'll, you'll be um, around 2,000, 2,500 for a couple of nights. You acclimatize before you start going a bit higher. Mm. And then you jump 1,000 meters on summit day anyway. So you're only really, uh, you know, just under, just just pretty much around 3,000 meters. And generally, altitude doesn't really, in terms of diamox, it's, it's when you get a bit higher than that that it really starts to kick in and help. Yeah. Um, so really with Tukal, I don't think you're going to need it. Just my personal opinion. Maybe wrong. And when you get there, you're like, Andy, I wish I had these. But, um, you know, so maybe take some just in case. But I think you'll be fine. Yeah. I, I honestly do. do Especially think, with your experience. Do you think Steph Moore will be fine? She, Steph Moore will be fine. Absolutely be, fine. I knew she'd join us on, finally, on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> uh, rather than Facebook, because we got we got dual setups here, which is a bit weird. That's one, of your, says, okay. one of your 20 sisters. <laughs> um, uh, well, my sister, she uh, got a first in her graduation. I'm very proud of my sister. I thought I'd say that. Which is congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, which she got last week, so very we, well we, done. We, we've never had a... Have, have we ever been first? I, any... I've never had a first. No, I never, I never went first. to university. No, did Only I, the no. University of Life. Yeah, same here, same here. <laughs> um, Jill Morrissey has asked, are there any side effects for Diamox? Um, yes. I talked about it a little bit more in the blog. You do get some. Yeah. Not. I think there's a few, a, a few types of people that shouldn't take Diamox. I think if you're sensitive to any type of like sulfur medication or something like that, um, or if you have like a, a known heart problem, again, speak yeah. to a doctor about this. But the side effects that I personally experienced that I know are relatively true yeah. for almost anybody um, is you'll get pins and needles um, kind of <coughs> in your toes and fingers and sometimes in your face, kind of like there. Um, it's not terribly unpleasant. It's just annoying whilst you're aware of it. Aware, aware of it. Um, and the other one, yeah, sorry. <laughs> too much Dymox. And um, <laughs> the other one is that it will make you pee a lot more. Yeah. Um, part of the process that um, when you go to altitude, naturally you'll start to pee a lot more anyway. That's because um, it's the body's way of acclimatizing yeah. as well as you drinking more because of the exercise you're doing. When you take Dymox, it kind of straps a turbocharger to that process. So I never get up in the night to go to the toilet or anything like that. Um, but when I took Dymox, like twice, twice every night, I'd have to get yeah. up and go to the toilet. So you have to be conscious that you're losing more, so you have to drink more. Um, have a read of the blog and then speak to a medical professional. They'll give you all the information you need about that. Nice, nice. Um, just going through some more of the questions. We've had some, some really good ones today, guys, as well. Some, yeah, some quite lots of different questions. 
Um, but one of them, let's have a look. Uh, where is it? Uh, Wayne Armitage. Are there any advice on bringing personal meds into Nepal and keeping them at 25 degrees C? Maybe not an issue in November. Um, yeah, with, with certain with regulation of temperatures, because we've had certain questions before, um, like someone who had, um, I think it was type 1 diabetes, and they needed their uh, medication to be kept cool, um, which, as you can imagine, in certain remote regions, it, it can be quite hard. So with regards to the other way around, like, you know, 25 degrees, you're right, it is. You know, you go into Nepal, it's a very cold place, especially, uh, you know, uh, you know, in November. Um, it finds you in the day, I think. Um, but it might be worth, yeah, if you want to drop us a message just to see specifically, because when when you're at um, uh, like the tea houses, um, you know, you generally they've they've got like refrigeration, but they're not always reliable um, because the electricity can come and go depending on weather, depending on, you know, because it's such a remote region. So definitely, um, you know, it's something we could probably sort out. But yeah, regulation of temperature is a difficult one. It's come up before, isn't it? And we've yeah. been, you know, we we hate to say 100% because, I mean, it'll probably be fine. And we've had customers who have brought um, similar medication that they needed to, and it was fine. But you just got to keep it in the back of your mind, haven't you? It's not yeah. always guaranteed. It can be very warm, particularly in the lower altitudes. Yeah. Um, keeping something under, like, what was it, 25 degrees C? Yeah, that, I think he says um, it would be... Uh, Keeping them at 25 degrees. I mean, yeah, if they're is... in your bag out yeah. of direct sunlight, it's very likely that that'll be the case. But again, I would yeah. probably take some, ex, you know, extra measures. Maybe get some. You can even buy these like cooling gels and stuff like that that you can kind of crack yeah, open. That's a good point. Yeah, and yeah, put yeah. in the box with them so they keeps cool. Um, I'd probably do something along those lines rather than yeah, just rely on the weather doing what you want it to do because inevitably that's never works out um just put it on there as well mel stacy just got back from uh nomad appointment with nomad health clinics great stuff um malaria tablets via the pharmacy website rather than clinic yeah oh, interesting okay cheaper for you guys good yeah thanks mel thanks for, for telling us that um so yeah good advice if you're looking at malaria tablets um buy via the pharmacy website it's a little bit cheaper happy days awesome um john milton uh, do you hey, still John. need proof of COVID vaccination, um, which hey, is me. another type of vaccination, yeah. uh, to go to Nepal? Um, yeah, we haven't really talked about COVID yet. I, I know, I know, I know we, we primarily talked about jab, um, obviously the normal ones, before COVID came along, but you're right, yeah, about COVID Yeah, so with Nepal, um, you need to provide proof of a double vaccination status, or you need to have a negative PCR test within, yeah. I believe, 72 hours of your arrival in Nepal. Um, so, yeah, both of those meet that criteria. You're all good to go. Um, mm. If you can't do either of those things, then um, there's a lot of quarantine and issues that makes travel pretty much pointless. But, yeah, yeah so you do still need to provide proof. Um, if you can't provide proof, you need to do a PCR, and then you're good to go. Nice. Chris has put on there, um, uh, Chris Pro. Hey, Chris, how are you doing? Nice shout-out to Evertrek. I, I, you've put a, a link there. I'll have to check that out afterwards. But um, was that about your Mara Peak Summit? Um, awesome. I'll have to, to check it out. Chelmsford Adventurer, aims high with Merripeak Mountain Climb. Love it. Can't wait to read that one, Chris. I'll have to check it out. Um, but no, great stuff. So Wayne's come back. Here we go. That should have said below 25 degrees. Ah, I see. Yeah, okay, mate. Um, like that is probably more achievable in, in Nepal. I'd say keeping it below 25 degrees. Yeah, because especially in November, it's just bloody cold. Um, so yeah, it, as long as there's not like a, a dip for the temperature to go below. below, Because, you know, when you're at Gorekshep, you know, you're looking at sometimes it can get down to minus 15 minus 20 in november you know it can be yeah. can be cold um because you're creeping towards um towards winter 
Um, but yeah, with COVID, I know there's a few questions, Dave, around um, the arrivals and, and, and what yeah. people need and things like that. Now, I know that's changed on a daily basis, isn't it, pretty much? Yeah, it's... You know, like at the moment, for instance, Nepal, you just need proof of vaccination. Proof of vaccination status, um, which is two jabs. Yeah. Or... Or if a test you're, if you're or, not vaccinated. Yeah, right? or a test yeah. if you're unvaccinated. Um, the same goes for um, Morocco. Yeah. Um, Tanzania really doesn't really have any types of restrictions, really. Yeah. However, what I always say is you do have to transit through a lot of places... I think if you are vaccinated, there's absolutely no harm in getting that proof of vaccination status downloaded onto your phone yeah. um, because you do get asked about it sometimes when you when you do transiting and things like that. Nice. Uh, but what we do before everyone goes on a trip, um, we <coughs> encourage everybody to one, familiarize themselves with the travel requirements because, you know, you do have to kind of know that. Yeah. But we also do send out some pre-arrival emails as well where we give you the kind yes. of like, the, the most important points that you have to kind of tick box in order to, to get where you're going. And as up to date as we can, right? Because, I mean, if you if you go onto the FCO website, and I know we, we've ch chat about it so much over the last couple of years, do do check if there's any, um, anything that you need to do. Like, even, you know, I was, I was in Portugal a couple of weeks ago, and, and you know, the last time I went there, la you know, last year, was pretty nuts in terms of what you needed, and then it was kind of nice in a way to kind of go there without having to do anything, especially on the return as well. Um, so, yeah, do, do check, guys. I know you know, touch wood, uh, things are, are, are fast moving on um, from COVID, which is amazing. And we're getting back to doing these adventures and the, the things we love. But as always, just keep a double double check on those just in case there's anything so, else in it. And we'll certainly let you know if we hear anything. And, you know, we, we, we do hear things on the grapevine generally, roughly before they happen. Yeah. Some people are thinking, and you don't like the camera because you're only showing up half on it. Oh, really? Um, and I've just checked and, that, <laughs> and that's why. So maybe if we just ah, move so good. over a little bit. That's fine. There he is. There, there he is in all his glory. I know. Sorry. But, um, the instas. Um, but yeah, it's it, so oh, when it comes sure. to that. Oh, Dave Carmen, you're watching it. Wow, this is weird. Dave. Yeah. Um, but no, it, it, just, just something to be aware of. Um, just check the FCO website. Um, I know Kev's asked. Kev Beavis might have to look at this Glencoe challenge in a year or two. Is it an Evertrek trip? Is it bookable? No, no, no. So the the, the Great Glencoe Challenge has been going for many years. It's not part of our uh, of Evertrek at all. It's something we've done personally. So we, we, we go there personally. We, we don't get go there in official capacity. We um we go there to participate. So this is like I said earlier. This will be my third time. Dave's second in um, you know in terms of doing it. And it's um it's a, it's twenty six point two miles over the um uh, some of the most beautiful landscape you you know through Glencoe. Some are over the West Highland Way, and you drop down um, into Glen Nevis, um, uh, where it finishes. So yeah, it's a fantastic weekend. We, I, I catch up with some uh, some of my friends up in Scotland, and we always bump into Evertrekkers there. But yeah, get yourself on it, mate. Get yourself on it. It's brilliant. Um, I, I I know I, I believe some people from the Escapees are thinking about doing it next year. Highly recommend it, guys. It's a great weekend, and um, you know we quite enjoy going to do events personally. And this is this is one of the top ones. It's very yeah. well, very well run. Awesome. Um, having a quick look in here. Yeah. So AJVTMS, I'm assuming there's an Instagram. Um, hey. Do you have to pay for your jabs for travel or yeah. are they on the NHS looking at booking EBC? Yeah. Um, I always pay for mine um, privately using a, yes. a health clinic, but certainly speak to your GP because some of those may be um, some of the more standard ones may be there. A lot of GP practices, they operate quite differently, even in the same yeah. sort of health board. Um, so some of them are able to do it. Some can't. So I definitely, definitely think um, that you should, you know, check it out. But certainly explore both options privately and on the NHS. Um, 
I was going to say something about time because we did have another question about what um, when is the best time to kind of get the jabs booked? I cannot see who asked that, so I do apologize. Um, it really, as soon as yeah, possible, yeah. really, there's no harm in having them done like six months before you go because they'll still be protecting you. But things like um, rabies, you have to have, I think it's two weeks or something like that between each jab. Um, so, and you need three jabs to be fully protected. So obviously you need at least six weeks. Yeah. um before and i would probably get more than that just in you know because it's a minimum of two weeks but then you've got to factor in your appointment time and things like that just reading georgie here just put rabies cholera yellow fever hepe and a lucky dip of others brilliant and i think georgie just reading out where's georgie it should be a new new a new game um but yeah is in where is he he's, he's in the generator diesel tank so I need to speak up Georgie, wherever you're going to be next week, yeah, you need to find a new spot every week, mate. That is going to be so, that's going to be brilliant. Yeah, let us know where you are next week. <laughs> that is brilliant. Um, no, no worries, Kev. Yeah, I hope you're it. how big is this generator? I and how much fuel does it? I make? reckon it's a beast. Do you know? No, I won't go to a digressive story because it'll take a while <laughs> to tell you. But I, I worked on a on a tanker in that once. Paula was on as well. She's gone. <laughs> just sorry, just reading through um, some of the some of the comments as well. And Dave, I mean. Looking at our next trips, because I know any questions, guys, do post them on here because we've got about another, another sort of 12, 11, 12 minutes. So we've got a little bit of time. Um, but yeah, when it comes to just rounding off really the, the kind of vaccinations and medication stuff, all what we say here is just from experience and, and from, you know, Evertrek experience, but do check the official advice and do, you know, do what's right for you. Um, you know, when it comes to these, there's obviously the ones you do need, there's the optional ones. Um, and have a little look, you know, and obviously financially as well, because some of the, you know, if you get in all of them, they can be like three, four hundred pounds. They can really stack up. Yeah. Um, especially then if you're thinking about, um, you know, buying obviously your, your, your medication on top of that, like Diamox and malaria, you know, it can be quite a lot. So, you know, if, if you're trying to budget before a trip, definitely stretch it out. Maybe think, OK, six months before the trip, I'm going to get some of my malaria medication because that's, you know, 100 quid. Um, then I'm going to get my Diamox and then book your rabies jabs in, for instance, because they're one to two hundred pounds. I, can't, I think one hundred and fifty roughly. And then you've got to think about all your other. So do, do kind of spread that out if, you know, you're trying to trying to, you know, uh, keep sensible with with the dollars. Um, and yeah, Dave, what else from you, mate? What have we got? Um, uh, just to say that it was uh, Helen Graham Gordon who asked ah. me about how long in advance we should have to. Um, Sorry, Helen. We've we got uh, lots of questions coming in. Um yeah, it's quite weird, this kind of setup. We're, we, we're hoping what we're able to do, because we do realise that a lot of people are on Instagram as well who do follow us. We will, we'll, The main one will always be on Facebook just because, um, you know, that's where we've always done our Tuesday tune-ins. Um, and they'll continue to stay there. But we'll, we'll, we're trying to work out a way where we can stream it um, direct. <coughs> Excuse me. Onto the gram. Onto the gram, yeah, just because people are there. But to everyone else as well, obviously, if you're not on both, because we do uh, upload this to our Mountain Malarkey podcast every week. And we do upload it to YouTube. So we're trying to cover all bases, really, if you you know, if you if you want to listen to us in the gym, on the drive to work, or it's part of your your, your Tuesday diary, it's in there. Like I know a lot of Evertrackers who, who do put it in their diary. Dave doesn't put it in his diary, believe it or not. You, Dave. I know when it is, mate. But you're, you're ready there and every Tuesday, 12:30. Mate, fair dues. You haven't missed many at all. TTI till I die, mate. <laughs> Look at Jerome. I've used uh, my Evertrack runner up prize to pay for my jabs. Good man, good man. Um, but no, just a reminder as well, something I haven't talked about, and this is completely separate to jabs, 
is that if you are booked on to a trip, um, we've got another date um, for the, uh, we've got another date now on our website uh, for the, another training weekend because we got one in August, but that's um, sold out. Um, very popular. Um, we had, uh, I think, 24 people book on. Uh, we've got another 24 spaces booked in. Tom's joined. Hey, hey, here he is on Instagram. Uh, we've got another 24 spaces in October. Um, now, I think Jody's on the comments, well, maybe Vicky. Um, do put the link to a training weekend in the comments. Just for anyone who, who basically, with well, a training weekends, uh, a bit of a hiking weekend in Brecon uh, with me and Dave, lots of other trackers. We have Steve, who is um, is also come down from uh, North Wales uh, to guide the trip. Um, and it's really an opportunity for obviously to, to catch up with us, um, to get you ready for your trip, but also enjoy just some some hiking and um, you know some trekking in Wales, um, which is always um, always good fun. Um, so definitely get on and check that date in October. I'm trying to remember the specific, specific so date. By all accounts, we're um, if, if you look, you, we flipped the screen, haven't we, on one of them, but we not have. on the other. Apparently, it's uh, Lee has uh, informed us on Instagram that um, she? That, that we um, yeah, I can't change she. I can't change the one on Insta, but on we're the right way around on Facebook, aren't we? I think I think Lee's a dude. Oh. Sorry, Lee. I thought you meant. I thought you said Leah. That is that's Lee Davy. Hey, Lee. Hey, Lee. Oh, He's been on both. Yeah. He's following us around. Um, but yeah, just uh, with the date, if you can just jump on the website, it is on there. There we go. There's the link. If you click on that link, it will show you. Uh, so this is the link here. Just put it on there. So if you go to evertrek.co.uk forward slash expeditions forward slash training weekend, you'll be able to see um, that uh, specific date, which is in October. Yeah. And it's a really really good weekend. Uh, be lovely to, to catch up with you. Um, if you're prepping for a trip, um, then it'll be great. And I promise you there'll be no vaccinations on that trip at all. Um, there'll be none. Unless Dave is a volunteer, maybe you can jab him if you want. I'm sure he'd be fine with that. Yeah, quite a lot. apparently a lot of people after a day's hiking want to jab me. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah, quite a lot of people have said that. Yeah, that, um, yeah. But um, no, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the training weekend. It's going to be great. Yeah. I've actually missed a few. I mean, I was in well, attendance, you, but I wasn't walking. Well, you know, you, you can't make you, you can't ACL disappears what can you do i know it's somewhere in wales just, somewhere just gotta ACL. give up just gotta give up um biking mate but then again it's a big part of your fitness isn't it you 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 yeah. do a lot of biking yeah you've got to go fast to have fun mate <laughs> you know jerome i know i know you're going to be in nepal there will be more coming out because we, we're going to do about we're going to do a couple of big ones a year now so there will be two for next year um very very soon as well we will be releasing our winter skills which was very popular last year um, we will be releasing those very, very soon. So if you can't make those, you can make uh, the winter skills courses over on um, who Steve, who will be joining us on the training weekend. He runs them up for us in, in Snowdonia. Um, so, yeah, we'll we'll definitely be releasing actually, those. Very I'm, actually, and wait there. Right, I've just cancelled Jerome's trip anyway in October. So <laughs> he's a, he can come with us now. That's good, isn't it? <laughs> um, you know, you'll have to message him, Jerome. Yeah, sorry, sorry mate. Hang sorry, on. we had to. Do Someone that. else has booked it already. That was quick, wasn't it? So, oh, um, wow. yeah, there we are. Sorted. <laughs> Black Diamond, not TNF today, Dave. We've been through this, and well, he said that I only sure. wear North Face t shirts. So, yeah, now I've got wait, wait, the mad thing is now side. is that you don't wear any North Face. No. Mate, I'm proud of you. No, I got, I, I've got, I've got shorts really on. switched. Yeah, no, well, I, because I, I, honestly, I've got. I'm Patagonia. You're Black Diamond and Evertrek, and you're you're a Yeti, of course. Yeti, yeah, yeah. See this? We're we're definitely yeah, repping the brands this week. Yeah, well, I'm changing <laughs> it up a bit. You know, I was like, um, I got shouted at because I didn't wear the t-shirt that uh, 
I got given as a gift, but no, it's fine, it's yeah. fine. Um, and actually, I am well, Dave. New cap is it? A new, is it a new cap? Oh, relatively new. Wow, look at that. that it's is, a new haircut. That is, that is tragic. Wow. Um, that, yeah, it is, it is relatively new. Yeah. So normally I wear the kind of like these higher, high top like trucker caps. This is this is more of like mm -hmm. a lower down one. You see, it's like lesser. See. See, so usually I would be wearing one of those. You will be wearing one of these. Yeah, but I don't know. I just wanted this one. It's really comfortable. No, it's good. It's cool. Suits you. Suits you definitely. Definitely. And get it says on, on there, look. And it's got and it's got a mountain. It's and quite it a cool yeah, brand, isn't to it? To me, I that's mean, like that's like Amada Blam there, look. Or it's, Pumori, maybe. That's, that's probably more Pumori, isn't it? Yeah, I'd say Absolutely Pumori, beautiful. actually, yeah. Talking about Pumori, and, and before we go, I will answer one more question, because there was one on Instagram, and I know we talked about this last week because it was in the news, but someone asked about Basecamp. Oh, someone asked that, uh, yeah. What do we think of the new the new level Basecamp? Well, it's... I think, yeah, who was it? Um, It was just sh.sherdell. How do you feel about the new Basecamp? Well, as we... We, we, we touched on it last week and you know Everest Base Camp will always be Everest Base Camp it's just yeah it, it does move around and it has always done but the fact is yeah it was in the news and as we said last week it, it the in terms of who it affect it'll affect more the, the, the summit teams because mm -hmm. um, essentially we'll still be able to go to the old if it will be the old base camp we'll still be able to go to the glacier which essentially where base camp is um Everest Base Camp just sits on the Kumbu glacier and you know uh, yeah it is uh, if, if you go there in the autumn, there is no Everest Base Camp, really. It's just a, a sign where Everest Base Camp normally is. Mm. And usually that's just um, just a big rock. Um, yeah, so uh, when, when it comes to Base Camp, you know, we'll, we'll still be running trips to Everest Base Camp, of course. Um, and these things as well, I think we always take a little bit of, you know, take a pinch of salt with anything that comes out of, Himalayan. Um, you know, the news and these things uh, when it comes from Nepal. Because... Like over the last, say, 10 years, I think there's always been new things they're trying to bring in each season for the climbers um, on Everest to try and tackle, um, you know, in, in good in, for good reasons as well, trying to tackle some of the rubbish issues um, by bringing down rubbish off the mountain. Also trying to tackle, so, you know, the, the, how busy it is um, and things like that. But when it comes to the trekking side, it is a bit different. And they don't always, you know, there, there could be like 10 different things that say, okay, we're going to do that this year. Usually it's one or two. Um, you know, it doesn't really happen. So, yeah, you know, we're, we're keeping open minds with that. And, and definitely if it does move for anyone to, um, for anything that happens, we will let people know. Um, yeah, uh, Sophie, was there meant to be a road to base camp on today? Imagine that. No, I, you know, I don't think there'll ever be a road in on the Nepal side. Yeah. In Tibet. There is a road that goes to the north side of Everest, of Everest Base Camp, yeah. but that isn't in Nepal. You can't get to it from trekking in Nepal. It takes eight days still to, to hike. Jerome understands me so well. Yeah. Why? What does he say in there? No, it's just a little gag. A little gag uh, that no one, got, no one else sorry, got. Mate, I'll, have to, I'll have to look at You'll that have to watch it. Because it went mate. right over my head. It did, mate. Um, I didn't have my thinking cap on. That's I know, thing. mate. It just, it just it rubbed, <laughs> it, it rubbed it in the wound, mate. Um, but yeah, just sorry, just, just answering um, Sophie's question there. Was it to look like? They talked about um, that a couple of times. They have talked about that actually, haven't they? They have Which talked about building be... a road, or at least to Faplu, maybe, maybe a more easier road then and a hike from Faplu to. Yeah, it, the interesting thing is because you fly to Lukla, that's where it starts. It wouldn't impact it as much as you think. Um, so to be honest, if it, if they did do a road or some sort of track to Lukla, wouldn't be a bad thing. Um, to be honest, in in my opinion, and you know, although you know Lukla and the surrounding area, you know, the economy does well there because of all the flights to it. Yeah, they'd still get all that traffic um, coming through, even if there was a road to that area to where you start. 
you know, I, and I don't think it's going to be, you know, the M25, <laughs> but it, it's certainly, if there was really bad weather, I mean, it, it mean that more people can go during winter because you don't have to rely on landing in Lucknow anymore, yeah. which could be good for the industry and could be good. I mean, we're able to run trips in that time of year. So yeah, it's definitely food for thought. And yeah, it's probably a good, it's a good one to finish on actually. Yeah, no, it Where is. Where does yeah. the road go from here? Sorry, I was being philosophical. Then. Yeah, I know. You, you switched from normal to philosophical so quickly. <laughs> you know, sometimes... Hey, that's, that's what happens. Well, mate, you know, it, it's just the road, it does go ever on and on. Oh, my God. Um, down from the door where it began. I'll follow it Lord as the best I can. Dave loves Lord <laughs> of the Rings. But no, um, right. I, yeah, I hope everyone's enjoyed today. Um, I know it's a bit bit different because we're, we're, we're doing a little bit on Instagram as well. Literally shot on a phone. Um, but I hope it's been useful today. Um you know, and in terms of our vaccinations, about jabs, as we said earlier, do check with the, um, the the travel specialist about what you do need. But we hope that's been useful in terms of roughly what you'll you kind of need for your trips. Um, yeah, soon. Yeah. Dave, any final thoughts? Um, no, just uh, have a good day and look after yourselves <laughs> and each other. Shona, bring your wallet at the weekend for all the drinks you owe me, Dave. That's okay. She doesn't drink alcohol, I don't think. Sinead will be fine. I'll be buying her J2Os and Punk <laughs> uh, AF all weekend. But no, yeah. Brilliant. Look after yourselves and each other. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, have a wonderful week, uh, whatever you're up to. If you are at the Great Glencoe Challenge, um, we'll be there um, on the weekend. We can't wait to do that. Um, and we'll, we'll we'll say hello. But look out for us. Um, we'll, uh, be... we'll say oh, hi the new. Okay. We'll, 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 we'll maybe go Scottish. Well, the thing is... You... You, you lived in Scotland for what, like seven, eight years? Had a Scottish accent when so, I was younger, yeah. You know, then it, then it, then it. When I moved back to Wales, it, it evaporated. Disappeared. Yeah. And now you have this. I wish I still had it. Bit of, <sighs> bit of exotica. I love. I know. I'd love an accent. Hey, to create um, art. How are you? They've, they've got to be related to tattoos, surely. I don't know, but I, just, I didn't. I didn't <laughs> want him to have a look. I didn't want him to go without me acknowledging that I saw them Brilliant. and I appreciate them. Um, but no, thanks, guys. Uh, I can see you all going. But have a wonderful week, and we'll see you next Tuesday. I know, I was thinking, do I really want to say that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Awesome. So I hope you enjoyed the uh, another episode of the Mountain Malarkey podcast. Um, yeah, that was something a little bit different, wasn't it, from the Tuesday tune-in, but I yeah. hope you enjoyed it. I must say, you were brilliant on that episode, Ant. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks. Now, if, uh, if you've enjoyed it, don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast. Um, you know, all these uh, podcasts we put together, the episodes trying to reach as many people as possible and if it's helped you leave us a lovely review um and yeah we'll see you again next week yeah all the best guys bye